This is Sunday Focus, a weekly public affairs program that looks at the topics affecting our society and the people who are making a change in the community each and every day. The people who have vision for the next generation. Sunday Focus presents new challenges for us, keeping you informed with topics of local and regional interest. Now the host of Sunday Focus, Christine Manica. Good morning. Coming up on the program today, I'll sit down with the founders of the organization Game Plan for Hope, along with Bethany Olson from Cure Kids Cancer to talk about this coming Radiothon. Now, Game Plan for Hope is a newer organization here in the Sioux Empire that started in September of 2019. Jeff and Missy Bass created this organization after their son Trenton was injured in the second football game of his senior year in 2017. His life changed in an instant when doctors told them that he enjoyed his spinal cord and broke C5 and C6 of his vertebrae. This made Trenton a quadriplegic, and his injury inspired his parents to reach out to other families experiencing similar stories. Game Plan for Hope provides emotional support for families, equipment that quadriplegics might need, and spiritual support. Jeff and Missy even discuss about being a new organization during a global pandemic. You can find out how to get involved with this organization by visiting gameplanforhope.org. Later on in the program, Later on in the program when Bethany Olson joins us to talk about Cure Kids Cancer, it is happening on September 30th and October 1st. At Results Town Square Media, we are once again proud to partner with the Sanford Children's Hospital for this annual Cure Kids Cancer Radiothon. All radio stations on September 30th and October 1st will be broadcasting for 12 hours to raise money for kids battling cancer and their families. The best part? Your donations and contributions stay local. An important number to keep in mind to call to donate on September 30th and October 1st is 605-328-5750. You can also visit SanfordHealthFoundation.com slash Cancer for more information. Bethany also will give us more intel about Kierkitz Cancer, but once again, keep those dates in mind. September 30th and October 1st, results Town Square Media Radio stations will be broadcasting for 12 hours to raise money for those kiddos and their families. All that and more coming up on Sunday Focus. Call to Freedom provides supportive services for victims of human trafficking. Hi, I'm Becky Rasmussen, the director of Call to Freedom, inviting you to come to our community breakfast on Wednesday, October 13th at the Sioux Falls Convention Center. Learn about the huge need to combat human trafficking. All funds raised will go towards the needs of those we serve, victimized by human trafficking. Sign up and get the details by going to calltofreedom.org. Join us for our community breakfast October 13th at the Sioux Falls Convention Center. Welcome back to Sunday Focus. I'm being joined in the studio by Bethany Olson. She is the program director for Cure Kids Cancer. And Bethany, it's nice to see you in here. You too. Glad to be able to be back in studio. For Isn't sure. that crazy to it's say that wonderful. now? So we have a lot to go over, but first... If no one is aware, Results Town Square Media is once again a proud supporter of Cure Kids Cancer and the Sanford Children's Hospital. Now, before we get into Radiothon, tell us a little bit about the Children's Hospital and Cure Kids Cancer. 
Stanford Children's Hospital is a freestanding children's hospital that really just puts the the child at top of mind in all things that they do. So Cure Kids Cancer comes into play there by supporting our pediatric oncology families, whether it's through child life specialists or our spiritual care program, the on-site teacher, even though kids don't like it, we have a teacher that helps them stay um, up to date as much as possible with school. And then for families out of town, we help them with their meals, their mileage, their lodging, things that just take up a little extra um, concern for some families as they're already battling a cancer diagnosis and missing work for chemo treatments. And we just want them to be able to focus on what really matters, and that's helping their kiddo get better. So Cure Kids Cancer just really impacts the whole child, whether it's their physical um, care with the equipment and the specialists that we're able to bring in, their mental, emotional care with child life or spiritual care, and then that that meals mileage lodging piece as well yeah and cure kids cancer it's a national organization it's not just here in sioux falls it's worldwide yeah cure kids cancer is a national program under children's miracle network hospitals and while it is a national program all of the money that's raised in our region still stays local so they bring partners to us that help that are saying yep we want to help local kids and then we work with those partners to make sure that they are able to support us here locally at Sanford Children's Hospital. This event, the Cure Kids Cancer Radiothon, it's been going on for a number of years now here at Results. Now, how does this, you already mentioned it a little bit, but how does it benefit the kiddos and the families at the Sanford Children's Hospital? Every dollar that we raise through the Results Town Square Media Cure Kids Cancer Radiothon stays local, and Mm -hmm. it goes back to support the patients at Sanford Children's Hospital. Like I said, it's with the specialized equipment you think of. We have kids who are being born with cancer, so we have to have tiny little things for babies. And then we have 18-year-old football players who are battling cancer. So there's a wide range of equipment that's needed to care for those kids. Cancer is a specific area, so Mm -hmm. we also have the special equipment just for cancer. Um, We support child life specialists, which... They do a whole lot of things in helping take care care of the patient, um, but they, as it relates to cancer, they'll take like a toy or a, or a stuffed animal and explain to a child in words that they understand what cancer is, yeah. and then also what their chemo, like how they're going to get chemo, and then they administer it to that duck or whatever it is, fake chemo, not real chemo, um, just to help the child understand what's going on and help them feel a little bit more comfortable. Because, I mean, cancer is a scary thing, yeah. even for adults, but to help kids understand what they're going through in a way they understand um, is really important. Important, And Child Life is a, a program that means so much to families, but it's never something that they'll see on their bill. So every child is able to have that interaction with Child Life. And then they don't have to pay for it, which is incredibly important. On top of that, they also just bring fun things like they're known to have silly string and toys and (laughs) iPads and all of the fun games and things. Um, So they do all of that. And that's truly 100 percent funded through philanthropy. And then um, for families that are out of town, we reimburse them for their mileage, get them hotel stays. We give them a meal voucher to just say, hey, looks like you might need a break. Run down to the cafeteria and get a meal at on cure kids cancer we're not Mm going to ask that you pay for it but we do want to make sure that you as the mom or dad or grandma are eating 
and taking care of yourself too. Absolutely. And these are some of those basic needs that kids and families need when they do come to the hospital for treatment. Even on wigs, we gave away wigs last year, if I recall that. Yeah, pediatric wigs, if you think of it. A little girl battling cancer, she loses her hair. Yeah. What does that mean? A lot of the times that's really hard. Yeah. And so we like to offer that option of having a wig that maybe looks like your normal hair or maybe looks like you have now bright pink hair, whatever (laughs) you want to have. So... That's awesome. So one of the biggest events that we do here is Radiothon. And historically, the two-day event has always been at the castle, at the Stanford Children's Hospital. Now, unfortunately, due to the pandemic in 2020 and now carrying over into this year, it looks like we will be once again staying in our studios. Now, from your perspective, how tough was it for your staff and, and crew to kind of pivot to being in the studios last year? Of course, the castle adds an element of just the atmosphere Mm -hmm. and the environment. Um, You're in the space where the care is happening. You can see families walking in to go get their chemo treatment or coming down after they've been inpatient for a Mm -hmm. while and getting to go home. So they walk by with their balloons and all of that stuff. So it was obviously hard there of just you didn't get to actually truly see the impact while Radiothon was happening. The volunteers weren't able to be in the same space as you guys, so you didn't know if the phones were ringing, if what you were saying was was actually resonating Mm -hmm. with the listeners. Um, And of course, we will do what we need to do to keep everyone safe. So while it is hard and it's a little bit frustrating to be a little bit more separate than normal, um, we will pivot and make things work. And this year, I think... We'll be able to talk through some of the challenges we experienced by being so separate last year Mm -hmm. and hopefully come up with some solutions to make things just be a little smoother and maybe a little bit more back to normal, even though we're at a different location. I was just going to ask, do you feel a little bit more ready for this event this year, (laughs) knowing, you know, what you can expect being in that situation last year? Personally, I think you guys did a great job just from all that transitioning and communication. It was it was great on your end. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. I think we, of course, learned from last year and Mm -hmm. we we saw what worked and we also know kind of how we can maybe make things a little bit better we're also just going to be able to be a little bit more interactive with you guys this year knowing um last year we were in a little bit different situation um so i think i think it'll be really good this year and just to see um how we can continue to adapt and make the most out of the situation we're in in order to support our local kids Does it still feel strange not being able to have this event at the castle, knowing what it's like when you're actually there? I'm still pretty brand new at Cure Kids Cancer, so I have not had the experience of being at the castle with the families, with the kiddos, and just the excitement surrounding this event. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely weird. Um, We... We know how how impactful it can be just to be in the castle space. Um, when you're in there, it truly feels like a castle. And you can see the fun that the child life specialists bring, even though we're just in the lobby. We can just see how much people love being at the castle, even yeah. if they're there for something a little scary or they just got a hard diagnosis or whatever that looks like. So it's weird. We'll get back there someday. Um, hopefully we'll be able to bring families in a little bit this year. Um, but yeah. 
No. Very weird. It's very weird. And, you know, we're just going to keep on rolling with it for we those are. kiddos. If you are just listening, Bethany Olson, she is the program director of Cure Kids Cancer. We are talking about everything Radiothon that is happening, by the way, September 30th and October 1st. Now, for anyone who isn't familiar with this Radiothon, what is it all about? What can the listeners expect to hear during this two-day event? So on our two-day Radiothon from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., throughout every hour, you'll hear stories of patients who are battling cancer or have battled cancer at Sanford Children's Hospital. So you'll get to hear firsthand from mom or dad, sometimes both and sometimes even the patient, um, what their experience was like, what the castle means to them, and truly how Cure Kids Cancer dollars impacted the care that they had. Um, Sometimes it can be a little hard to Mm -hmm. listen to. Um, but at the end of the day, every dollar that is raised through the Radiothon is coming back to help our local kids and to hopefully one day have no cancer in kids or at least better treatment options for them. You know, it's kind of hard to find someone that hasn't been affected by cancer or at least know someone that um, that hasn't been affected by cancer. One of my former co-workers who, whose daughter is actually part of Radiothon this year, um, I was a part of all of that and I recently just lost a good friend of mine to cancer too. And it's not all about talking about the diagnosis and whatnot. There are actually some great stories that come out of it, how they overcome this this mm-hmm. diagnosis and stuff to keep them uplifted and to keep them, you know, in a positive mood throughout their treatment. So can you share, just to give us a little snippet, share any stories from maybe the kiddos that we can be hearing from this year and their families who benefit from Cure Kids Cancer? Absolutely. So one of the new stories this year, which I don't even know if you've heard the full montage yet. Here we go. Here's the tea. Um, (laughs) But Colby, who's actually a... Um, a big Results Town Square Media fan. Oh, uh, yes, I did hear about him. Yes. yes. He is one of our new patients that we're featuring this year, and he um, had osteosarcoma, which is a bone cancer. Mm. And because of that cancer, he had to have an amputation. They did a rotation plasty, which you just have to look up what that, what that is because they take... It's very complicated, but mm-hmm. basically they take his um, foot turn it around, attach it to where his knee normally would be so that his amp- he's technically a below-the-knee amputee because he has those two joints still. Yeah. Um, and then they add a prosthetic to it. Um, he also has autism. So on top of his autism and then adding on the cancer diagnosis, he had some really tough challenges to face. Mm-hmm. And he actually, I had the opportunity to sit down with him, and he is probably the most positive person I have ever met, Aww. despite all of those challenges that he's faced. He made it a point of no matter how bad he was feeling, his parents said he was throwing up because he was sick from the chemo, and he, somebody would walk into his room and he would just didn't matter that he was just sick he would look at him and say hey how's your day going hope you're having a great day and was just so uplifting and he loved to smile and say hi to everybody that walked past his room so you'll get to hear more of his story during the radiothon but he truly just like all of our patients is just so positive and parents draw their strength from their kids in those situations which is just crazy to know that the kid is battling cancer is able to have such a positive outlook and then that the parents also then 
get that positivity from them. And that's all you can hope for with these kids in that tough situation, especially not only dealing with that tough diagnosis, but also growing up with autism, too. It's just as challenging. And you never really consider that until you look at the the picture and hear the kids' stories. Now, I already know what the best part about these two days are. It's helping out these kiddos and their families. But for you, what do you think the best part about Cure Kids Cancer is? In a normal year, um, being at Radiothon and getting to see the families and just getting to see how they interact with all of you guys and the volunteers and how they truly just they show you what family means, even though you're not all blood related. Mm -hmm. Um, We get to see that, especially at Radiothons. We see it all year round, but we see it a lot at Radiothons. So that's probably my favorite part of just seeing them all come together and um, kind of like a little family reunion. But I think now as we are looking at pandemics and not being able to bring families in so much. Um, I think the biggest impact for me is just that we have so many incredible donors and partners and sponsors who say, yes, it's been a hard year for us, but we still want to make a difference for these kids. And so we have the community support around us all of the time, but it really has shown up throughout the pandemic of We know that our patients still need us at Sanford Children's Hospital. So this is what we're going to do, regardless of the situation that we're in. We know that we need to make a difference. This takes a lot of planning for these two days as well, which, by the way, keep in mind, is September 30th and October 1st for Results Radio Town Square Media. So when you see everything come to fruition and just seeing you know, if this was a normal situation, everybody at the castle, the kiddos, the families, now everybody coming back together here at the radio station. What do you think the biggest reward is for the staff at Stanford Children's Hospital and also Cure Kids Cancer? The biggest reward for all of us at Stanford is truly just knowing how much the community supports the work that's happening um, within the Castle of Care. It's a magical place, and that's not just because it looks like a castle. The staff is absolutely incredible. We have incredible resources available to the staff, to the families, and everyone truly comes together to make sure that the patients are being taken care of in the way that's best for them. All right. Awesome. Once again, if you are listening to this program, Bethany Olson, she is the program director for Cure Kids Cancer is with me in the studio. Now, how can people find out more information, whether it's about the Sanford's Children's Hospital or Cure Kids Cancer? So you can go to SanfordHealthFoundation.org slash CKC to get more information about the Radiothon, Dining for Kids, Holly, who is our featured patient this yeah. year. Um, and that that's also where you can make a donation if you're ready to go right now and you um, want to give to support our local kids battling cancer. It's all on there. Um, and when Radiothon does come. Yes, on, I was going to say that number to keep in mind. The number, if you want to write it down and I'm talk to one of right our, volu- <laughs> <laughs> our volunteers will be ready. Not quite yet, but on September 30th and October 1st, uh, the number to call is 605-328-5750. We'll have so many great volunteers ready to take your call so all right awesome once again that phone number is 605-328-5750 keep that in mind for september 30th and october 1st for the annual results radio town square media cure kids cancer radiothon which i should mention is all presented by jerry's auto too in lennox so bethany olson thank you so much for joining us today and i'm excited for the second year i know it's different i wish that i was at the castle to see this all come together but it's still a great event to support these kiddos and their families so thank you for taking time to talk about it today thank you
I am joined by Jeff and Missy Bass. They are the co-founders of Game Plan for Hope. And Missy's also the director of the organization, too. Both of you, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So for anyone who's not familiar with this new organization, tell us a little bit about it. Well, we started because our son had a uh, injury in high school football. Um, after the injury, he, he became a quadriplegic. So during the whole process of us going from a Friday night football game to having a son that is a quadriplegic, in the, in the midst of all that, we got a lot of help from our community of a huge backing. And when I say community, I mean like a wide range, like the whole entire tri-state area, Iowa, Minnesota, and South Dakota. So now that we're through it, now we just kind of want to pay it forward. And we want to pay it forward in like the method of both um, spiritual help, um, um, equipment help. We got a lot of equipment from donors that people gave to us, and we want to pay that forward. And uh, emotional help for people that are going through now what we went through then. Yeah, you already said it, how you're going from a football game one minute to then all of a sudden you're in the hospital. Now you're entering this world of unknown. Just if you can, when you were creating this organization, what kind of thoughts did you have in mind as you were probably looking back to how you were feeling as parents going through this and probably thinking how you wanted to be relatable to someone else who could be going through the same thing? Yeah, so when we were in the hospital, we had a lot of people reaching out from us from all over who who had somebody close to them who had gone through a situation like this. Um, so, yeah, just knowing that and knowing how in the dark we were <laughs> with everything, um, it just kind of helped us know that we could be help to others who are going through. Because, you know, it's like Jeff said, one minute life is normal and then the next minute it's not so uh, there's just a lot of gray areas and we just we were thankful for the people that reached out to us um, to help us through and, and and just little things with just like well here's what you can maybe expect or here's here's some good places to go for therapy and here's what we did and you know stuff like that so that just kind of really made us realize that we can you know pay that forward when you were coming up with the idea for Game Plan for Hope, what were the top three categories that you wanted to address with this organization? Well, I would say for me, um, I like the emotional part of it just because as parents, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just a tough thing to go through. So uh, that's kind of my forte is going in and visiting with parents once we find out about, you know, the tragedies. Um, and Jeff has a different role, I guess. <laughs> yeah, my top priority is getting the equipment that we got donated to us. We got an excess equipment. It still comes into this day. So then I get it, fix it up, clean it up, rehab it, and then we pay it forward to other people. And then I'd say third thing would probably be that we just give that direction because when we were going through what we went through, we had zero direction. I mean, every, every hour, every minute was a new experience, and we had no idea what was around the corner. Like, literally, no idea. So then we want to be that for the next people. It's like, at least give them an idea, like, things to look forward to, like, what's going to be coming next. I mean, anything from, you know, insurance stuff, you know, you don't even think about that because all you're thinking about now is your son or daughter or whoever it is that's going through this. You're just concentrating on them. You don't think about having to deal with insurance. 
hospital bills, food, all that kind of stuff. We were fortunate that our other two sons were growing out of the house, but a lot of people still have family at home they got to worry about. So we just try to be that direction for them to give an idea of what's like what's coming at them next. What do you mean by equipment? When you talk about your rehabbing equipment, you're bringing in equipment. So equipment started out with um, with wheelchairs is a big one, anywhere from power chairs to manual chairs. We get like, they're called Hoyer lifts. Those will help you lift up people that are paralyzed. Um, medical equipment, tables, rehab tables. Uh, I mean, it's just a wide range of stuff that we're getting. Okay. So when you were, again, creating this organization, you already said one of the goals was the emotional side of it. Do you think this organization presented a need for the Sioux Falls community just because it's something unique, it's something that people can relate to and something that um, if a parent or if a family hasn't gone through this before, this gives them someone to lean on then? Right. Well, spinal cord injuries um, in the in the where we're at, um, you don't hear of them often until you go through it. And then all of a sudden you find out a lot more and how many other situations there are. So yeah, I would say that there's probably a need for it just because there's not a lot of that type of injury. But, you know, there is, and there's no specialty per se hospital, you know, for spinal cord injury. Um, but, you know, the hospitals here in town are definitely coming around. But, um, yeah, I would say that our, yeah. It's just so specific. So, like, you got people that suffer from other, like, cancer, other life-changing mm-hmm. experiences. But there's so many in the community that are, have de- dealt with that where, where if, a, like, a child like ours gets injured or hurt or situations like that car accidents we've been coming across diving accidents is big and we're talking specifically spinal cord injury because that's where we're at Mm -hmm. we obviously have a wider range than that that's just kind of where our um experiences lied because that's what happened with our son but we want to make sure we're open to any families or yeah any families that are in need Right. So, for example, we have another family who has lost a son from cancer who mm-hmm. is joining our organization. And, and their focus is obviously going to be reaching out to um, child patient, cancer patients. So um, Heather will be working a lot on that side of things and doing the same thing, you know, care packages, if, you know, knowing specifically what a, a cancer child needs mm-hmm. in, in the parents and other kids that are going through it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of neat. Cause it's like Jeff said, we're not focusing in on just spinal cord or anything like that. It's more, um, our, it's, it's more of families that are in despair following a life changing event is kind of our, our tagline. So it's a great transition into this question. What are some programs that you offer or hope to offer as this organization evolves more? Well, right now we're kind of in the early stages of mm-hmm. just fundraising to, to kind of to get going, but I can see us doing, you know, different fundraisers and different events to um, support some of these families more. Um, One specific program we have that we're doing right now is getting the equipment. So, like, we have power drives for wheelchairs, and we've we've got those donated to us, and we've donated them back to people in their need. So, I mean, that's a big program there is, is the equipment. 
And then the second one would be financial if people need, like when, why the time they're in the hospital or, you know, just getting in or just getting out. I mean, it's little things like, you know, we had people come up and give us, you know, food vouchers while we're in the mm-hmm. hospital. You know, it's kind of a, a key too. So it's kind of the financial, it's equipment. It's, they're kind of our main programs along with the, uh, the, the emotional support. Right. <clears throat> so putting together like a care package, you know, with gift cards and, and meal certificates and stuff like that, we found was a big help. So, you know, that would be one of our programs is turning around and, and providing families that are, because they're in the hospital for a long period mm-hmm. of time and, and you know, parent is and family is always with them. So it's just a lot of expense because you're eating out all the time and you know, you might need something to do, so crossword puzzles or, you know, devotional books or anything that'll keep them encouraged. Absolutely. So how can someone get involved with this organization, whether it's through volunteer opportunities or actually wanting to help a family out? Well, you pretty much nailed it. That's how that's what we're looking <laughs> for. So we're going to hopefully you'll uh, pass forward our website. That'll be the main way to get the information and uh, we're just trying to get out and get our, our name out there so we're going to do some fundraisers and um, there's some events in the community we're going to be part of now in the beginning stages so we're trying to get our, the word out that hey we're out here and you know please come join us in one way or another whether it be you know giving us prayers giving us money showing up physically to help us with this stuff you know we're always looking for volunteers obviously with this being a new organization you face a variety of challenges so to speak but I have to ask, since the world that we're living in, we're in a pandemic, believe it or not, if you forgot. <laughs> but how is this organization dealing with being in a pandemic? Because, again, early stages, you're trying to get people to join on board with this and even donate their money. Well, donating money is probably easier for people to do, but having different events and even reaching out to families is harder because there's so many restrictions on visitations mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But um, we'll... We'll definitely get through it, and um, like financial donations are always welcome. You know, they can either be mailed directly to you know the the bank that we are with in Hills um, Security Savings Bank, or we have an online avenue too. But um, and our contact information, if they want to mm-hmm. volunteer, you know, that information is all out on the website as well. Okay, awesome. And then that website for people to find more information on Game Plan for Hope. Yeah, so it's gameplan4hope.org. Okay, perfect. So gameplan4hope.org. Jeff and Missy Bass, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. I'm Christine Manica, and you've been listening to Sunday Focus. I'd like to thank Jeff and Missy Bass of Game Plan for Hope for joining the program today, along with Bethany Olson from Cure Kids Cancer. Once again, the results, Town Square Media, Cure Kids Cancer Radiothon is happening September 30th and October 1st. Sunday Focus is a public affairs program of Results Radio, Town Square Media, Sioux Falls.